Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'm super excited about our New York Jets draft and I can't wait to talk to all my co-pilots in the chat just how excited you guys are. I can't wait to hear your thoughts of all the Jets draft picks. I want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly. Is there a bad or the ugly? Because I've really, really enjoyed listening to the media the last few uh, days because it's been so positive for the New York Jets. This is a nice little change, right? Like, we're so used to being ripped on and torn apart by the media. I actually want to uh, watch more of it. <laughs> Started the channel to get away with it, get away from it. Now uh, we do some good stuff. I kind of want to, you know, sort of listen in and just like Colin Cowherd saying nice stuff about us, Greeny saying nice stuff about us. Feels good. Feels good. Boys and girls, we're going to do this the same way we do it every week. We are going to do call-ins starting at 8.15. You get three minutes on the timer. And after three minutes, you know the deal. That's it! You're out of here! That's right. That is right. You will get the chicken, and you'll be ejected out of here. But I can't wait to hear all your thoughts all in the description. Or in the description. In the comment section. We'll go through it. I'll give you my thoughts on the Jets' picks. Things that I've learned since the NFL draft, which is really cool. I found something out that I actually tipped over on Richie's stream. If you guys were hanging out over there for a little bit, I did announce it over there. But I'm, I'm, I'll say it on here too. Um, and guys, I do have a limited time merch drop that I'm going to be doing. Uh, got some uh, Sauce Gardener action. So if you guys want to get yourselves a t-shirt or a hoodie or something like that to celebrate our new number four overall pick. I'll probably start working on some other stuff for some of the other guys, but yeah, limited edition drop, jetstalk.com. You can head over there, uh, support the channel. But let's move on to my thoughts for today. Ah, I was feeling parched. Had to get that beverage down. All right. So this may be, I shouldn't say maybe, this was the best draft in Jets history. And it's one of the best drafts in NFL history. If you guys didn't know this, there was a really uh, good article, and I, I'm blanking on the exact metric, but it's something along the lines of draft grades from players and their athletic ability. No NFL team has ever selected three players above a 92 out of 100 in NFL history in the first round. And the Jets got three. <laughs> All three picks, Sauce, Garrett Wilson, and uh, Jermaine Johnson. All three guys above that 92 threshold. So the New York Jets got highly gifted athletic players at highly important positions of need. You look at the highest paid players other than quarterback across the NFL and Aside from left tackle, these are the three positions. So you're getting guys on cheap rookie five-year contracts that are going to immediately impact this team at areas of need in Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson. So I do love that. Let's go through little by little. I'm going to gloat a little bit because I've been pushing Sauce Gardner <laughs> for like the longest time. 
And I really, really love this player. I mean, six foot three corners do not grow on trees. You look at how Robert Sala was able to utilize Richard Sermon in their defense and how critically important that was. Sauce is going to have the ability to lock down the other team's number one wide receiver. And he's able to blitz. He's like all over the field. He's going to create more opportunities for the New York Jets to get the ball back on their offensive side of the ball, which I think is immensely important. Combine that with Jermaine Johnson, who I wanted at number 10, who we just found out the Jets were trying, uh, you know, if Garrett Wilson was taken number eight by the Falcons, the Jets would have selected at number 10 in Jermaine Johnson. So that would have been my perfect first round. That was actually what I had us queued up for, and I had us trading back in for a wide receiver. Now, this worked out way better than I could have ever predicted because Jermaine Johnson fell way farther than anyone could have expected him to fall, and Joe Douglas saw an opportunity. He traded up. He got his guy, and I love this. This is something that I think, you know, we look at this draft. Joe Douglas decided to go with quality over quantity. Now, to take that one step further, I heard something. I believe it to be true uh, based on the the other reference points that I've kind of heard from. But the Jets were, in fact, trying to trade up into the first round for Brees Hall. And I found out that they were willing to give up pick 38 and the rest of the draft class. So you're talking pick 38, 69, was it 107, 111, or whatever those other like four picks were. They were willing to give up all those picks to come up and jump up to the Packers pick at pick number 28, I think it was, um, to select Brees Hall. Now, the Packers wound up not accepting the trade because they wanted the Jets to kick in a second-round pick in 2023. The Jets decided not to do that, and they decided to roll the dice and see if Brees Hall would fall. There was concern that a team was trying to trade up to pick number 29, That team wound up being the Seattle Seahawks that was attempting to come up. Now, we did learn that the New England Patriots ended up with that pick, and they wound up taking Cole Strange, which was another whole situation of things going on. (laughs) It got all of us really, like, laughing and everything. Um, But it's interesting because it kind of changed the dynamic of the draft a little bit because you you, you then sort of look at it from the scope of, okay, the Jets were going after these top four players, and they said, forget the rest of the draft. These are the guys that are going to impact our team right now. So the fact that we were able to get that without having to give up all those extra picks and you wind up getting picks that were like bonus picks to us, if you want to call it that. So Jeremy Ruckert, love the selection. That is a Jet fan nod. All of us Jet fans, for the most part, were basically pounding the table in some capacity, or maybe not pounding the table, but hoping there would be a way for us to bring Jeremy Ruckert into the New York Jets. By not trading away those picks, We had the opportunity to do that. And then you look at the next two picks, offensive line and defensive line. That's that's a GM nod to Joe Douglas, and that's a head coach nod to Robert Sala. So you got the Jet fan, the head coach, and the the GM all picking guys that they like. So this is is really cool. I'm really excited for that. And who knows, is that totally wrong? And it's not... um, All right, let's see if that worked. (laughs) For some reason, my internet dropped. Let's see if this is a new stream or if it's the same stream. I'm not exactly sure. So bear with me with just a second. (laughs) I apologize. Uh, Let's see. I believe this to be 
the same current stream. Okay, we're good. We're back. Oh, apologies, boys and girls. Let me get back into character. All right, talk to me. You hearing me? And we're back. <laughs> Internet drops. I'm not sure what happened. That, that caught me off guard. Um, all right. So I'm sure we'll get some guys back in here. Um, that's going on on my watch. Something's going on. Bam. All right. So... Where was I? What was I just talking about before I was so rudely interrupted by Optimum Online? Really got to get uh, that figured out. Terrible. Losing my train of thought now. <laughs> McDonald's fries greater than BK fries. Um, <laughs> made that payment real quick. I never left. Oh, John never left. Just frozen in time. All right. Ooh, tiny little super chat. Let me uh, figure out how to do. Let's stretch this out. Bam! Much bigger. All right, Jared says, not sure how you feel, or not sure how to feel about everyone praising the Jets in the draft. Us Jet fans aren't used to all the positivity. Do I dare, or do we dare be optimistic? Like, I wonder, I really want to hear what Joe Beningo's take is, because I don't know how anyone could be negative after this type of draft. It's absolutely awesome to see. I think it's one of those things where if you're a Jet fan, you, this is probably the happiest you've been since 2010. Realistically, the happiest since a weekend since 2010. Maybe you want to argue like the Patriots win in overtime in 2015, which ultimately ended up in a loss the following week to Rex Ryan in Buffalo. This week, probably the best few days that I've had as a Jet fan in a very, very long time. All right, so let me go through the rest of this draft now, because I was talking about the, the first round and Sauce and the edge rushers. I love Garrett Wilson. I'm a big, big Garrett Wilson fan. The idea that you were able to still get Jermaine Johnson makes the Garrett Wilson pick so much better for me, because I was afraid that you weren't going to be able to get the elite edge rusher. Now, with Garrett Wilson, he's basically an Odell Beckham Jr. clone, and it's really friggin' cool to watch. This guy will contort his body. He can run great routes. It's everything you want from a wide receiver on your team. Like, there's, there's, if you're looking at the Jets, this is the deepest we've been at wide receiver. It's the deepest we've been at running back. It's the deepest we've been at tight end in a long time. And you could argue this might be the deepest we've been at uh, offensive line as well. So there's really no excuses for Zach Wilson, and I think this is going to be an awesome opportunity to see our team grow. Brees Hall in the second round, I was caught completely off guard, completely off guard. I thought we would take a running back, but no way did I think it was going to be in the second round. Now, that being said, I do love the pick. I think it's fantastic. This guy got 1,700 all-purpose yards each of the last two years, had 23 touchdowns, each of the last two years. If you could bring that into New York, add that with Tevin Coleman and Michael Carter, and you allow us to run those heavy 12 personnel sets with our tight ends, 
with these elite weapons, if you're getting into second and four, second and three type situations because of these draft picks, you're now talking about a team that can utilize play action and really get the ball down the field and become explosive. And it's going to open up opportunities for Zach Wilson that, you know, he won't have to be playing hero ball. When you have Jermaine Johnson and Carl Lawson rushing the passer and you have Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed and Whitehead back there and Joyner, it's going to create opportunities to free to create turnovers, whether that's from fumbling the ball with a strip sack or from intercepting the ball because of the pressure that's being generated up front. This is, this is going to be really special. The Jets are going to have more opportunities with the ball in their hand. And when they get it in their hand, they're going to run the clock they're going to control the possession. The best way to eliminate points being scored by the opposing team is to take the ball away, give yourself more opportunities with the ball, and prevent the ball from ever getting back into their hands. So if you can have some nice 10-minute long drives or 8-minute long drives and you, you eat up a bunch of clock and you go to the final play of the drive and it ends in a touchdown. Drives ending in touchdown, whether that's by way of Zach Wilson throwing by way of him running, by way of any other direction. Just the fact that the play or the the drive ends in a touchdown is immediately impactful across the board. I don't care who scores the touchdown. does not matter. This is a team unit. We're not going to have to focus so direly on Zach Wilson this year to kind of pull us from the ashes. Because last year, we were told, we told Zach Wilson, you're not going to have to pull us up. We're going to help raise you. That is true this year. Last year, we saw the injuries, and it was awful. It was absolutely terrible. You weren't able to get Carl Lawson. You weren't able to get Mekhi Becton. You weren't able to get Vinnie Curry, and you weren't able to get LaMarcus Joyner. You're now, in a sense, along with all the free agents we added this year, all the, the draft picks we added this year, you are basically adding those four players as well, too. So think about this as far as our draft class goes and our offseason. This is really, really good. Yo, it's Vin. Drops in and says, Would... You have preferred a Debo trade or our draft. I prefer our draft. Now, that being said, prior to the draft, I would have 100% traded for Debo for the number 10 pick. No questions asked. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't have done it now knowing that we would have gotten Jermaine Johnson. But I wanted Sauce. If you wanted to go edge at four and you were going to take your wide receiver at 10, then okay, fine, trade 10 for Debo. The fact that you didn't have to do that, you got arguably the top wide receiver in this class. You were able to get the top corner in this class in Sauce Gardner because you did that, and you had the self-awareness and the league awareness that Joe Douglas had to know that Jermaine Johnson might fall a little bit further. And you started figuring out at pick 15, hey, we got some ammo. We could come up and get this guy. Let's figure out what it takes to do it. I love that. I would take our draft right now over trading for Debo Samuel and giving him a 25 or $30 million a year contract. Because I think there's some mind games that sort of come into play when you have uh, a heavily paid player. And I think we ran into that with Jamal Adams. When you have a Tremaine Johnson, when you have a CJ Mosley, when you have uh, Le'Veon Bell, and these, guys, these outside players are getting elite money, but the team itself does not feel like spending elite money on players that at least think they're elite or or feel like they, they have deserved certain uh, pay raises. And Jamal Adams kind of fell into that category for me. So moving on from him, resetting our culture from that type of perspective and paying guys in-house, guys like John Franklin Myers are getting paid. We're going to see Quinnen Williams hopefully get paid. Uh, 
you know, George Fant, another one, like paying guys that have produced in a jet uniform is going to go so much farther inside our locker room than the guys coming in from outside that haven't earned anything with these players. So I like the way the Jets draft ended up, but in in hindsight, I would do what we did. Without the benefit of hindsight, I would have traded for Debo. Thomas says, what do you think about moving Bryce Hall to safety? Uh, I don't know if he's capable of that move. I wouldn't hate it, but I think you're going to have an opportunity where you're going to have so many wide receivers on the field in this uh, new day and age that you're going to be playing a lot of three-corner, four-cornerback sets. And I think he's going to end up being one of the guys along with Eccles and, and Carter. So I don't think it necessarily relegates him to a complete backup role. But if there's any truth to what DJ Enemy was talking about with corner, uh, wide receivers going after Bryce Hall and quarterbacks going after Bryce Hall because there was no threat of him intercepting the ball, then I think you do have to kind of put him a little bit further back uh, and maybe not on those top guys. You have Sauce and you have Reed kind of take advantage of it. But if he can all of a sudden play that safety role and be a, a spot that we did not think we were going to be able to fill, I'm all about it. Look, Robert Sala converted Richard Sherman to a safety. There's no reason he can't do the same thing with with Bryce Hall. It's just a matter of if he has the skill set to do it, which I think the kid's talented enough. I would love to see it. Um, Get your best players out on the field. TJ Decker. uh, Ooh, Bubble Stash. IPA, if you guys have not had. 87 on Beer Advocate. Worth a drink. Comes in like a six-pack of a bunch of different flavors, or 12-pack of a bunch of different flavors. Uh, TJ Decker says, Realistically, where do you see Jets finishing at the end of the season? We're all very excited, but are our expectations too high right now? I believe Vegas has us at a five-and-a-half win uh, season. Now, Vegas generally does not do things that they would potentially lose money on, but I would 100% put some money down on that five-win season. I would like... I think the Jets can get up to seven wins. I think five wins or five and a half, whatever it is, I think is definitely low. If everything clicks, like if Zach Wilson hits this year, we're going to be way better than a lot of teams really think we're going to be. I think we're going to catch a lot of teams sleeping. We do have a really hard schedule. So look, there is some risk to that. So I don't want to say bet your money on it because you might wind up like losing it. And I don't want to be responsible for that, but as a guy who generally does not bet on the Jets because he knows what's going wrong and, and all that, like I'll put some money on like offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, just as like a fun hope. But like, I would be very surprised if we did not win five, uh, more than five games this year. Would be very surprised. Uh, Mumtaz drops in says found Bryce Hall scouting report interesting on pro football focus he dropped six potential interceptions in college hands not good enough so not a safety also worrisome pro football focus really negative on Jermaine Johnson not uh, old and not enough pressures I'm curious to see why like are they saying on a per snap basis pressures because he hasn't played that long in college Um, and he is old But if they were to go by the, hey, he's old metric, then TJ Watt would have never been drafted and would have never worked out. So I'm not as concerned with the age thing. He's only 24, I think, or 23. 23, because I think all the other edge rushers are like 25 or uh, 21. Words are hard tonight. 
been on stream way too long. Um, but yeah, move, maybe moving Bryce Hall to uh, safety is not a good thing. You want to be able to get those interceptions. Uh, all right. So I was saying we're going to go to the phones. We're going to go to the phones. Uh, because the stream dropped, I'm going to drop this real quick. For those of you that want to get your hands on some limited time merch, I got a merch drop. I'm going to post about it tomorrow, but I wanted you guys to get in on it first. Limited edition stuff, and then it's going to be gone uh, right over on JetsTalk.com if you want to get something uh, for, your, uh, for yourself. That's a big applesauce. You got a wide receiver covered in sauce, and then just sauce. <laughs> the bottom of a sauce can splat. Uh, but yeah. All right. Let's talk a little football, boys and girls. You're going to get three minutes on the clock. And after three minutes, you're going to get the chicken. You're out of here! So let's pull it up. Phone number is on the screen. You get three minutes to plead your case. Talk to me. I want to hear all your thoughts about the NFL draft. This is going to be really excited, uh, really exciting. And I'm really looking forward to hanging out with all you guys and girls, hearing exactly what you guys felt like on draft night. I want to hear all your emotions, things that were running through your brain after Sauce was picked at four, after Wilson was picked at 10. What did you think was going to happen with the edge rusher? Do you like our draft? I don't know. Of course I do. Of course you do. Gotta love it. Who we got on the phone? Call from... Mike the Barber. To accept. Mike the Barber, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey. So we got the guy we wanted at 4 and 10 mm-hmm. or 26. <laughs> now, where else do you want to go with the team? Where do you want to patch up? Where do you want to go from here? So I'm kind of good with rolling with the team. Like, I, I do feel that linebacker and safety and center were kind of three areas I would have liked to have seen upgraded or maybe have some developmental guys in the building. Um, and I do think we're going to add some Definitely. more. I, I haven't looked at too too closely into the undrafted guys that we brought in. I want to say it was a running back or two running backs or something along those lines. Um, so there's a few things that I would like to to see the Jets do. But if the Jets wind up, you know, getting Quan Alexander and maybe you, maybe that's an option for us on the defensive side of the ball. I, I think there's areas to grow, and I do think there's a. I would like I would have liked to have seen them go after Donovan West. He wound up signing with San Francisco, which kind of sucks. The center from ASU. Um, I think the Jets would inevitably like to move on from McGovern and unless they bring someone in that they think could, could do that. And I don't think it's this year. I think it's like, you know, next season. Like I think they're going to roll with McGovern this entire season, but I'd like to have someone step in for it because otherwise center is going to be a big area of need for us next off season. I do think linebacker is going to be with CJ Mosley potentially leaving as well. And then safety with Joyner on a one-year contract. And we're not exactly sure what we're going to get out of Ashton Davis going into his would it be his final year i guess as a as a new york jet so it's gonna be interesting to see what what would you say it doesn't work out yeah what would you say we definitely need to go for a big pass rusher if we get the opportunity i promise you he will make that he will make that happen Mm -hmm. but it has to be right and the the player has to be right the attitude the situation Mm -hmm. and most of the time teams aren't playing trading for those types of good great great characters so yeah i now, are you are you saying we should trade for a big edge rusher, or are you saying we should try and you know find one in free agency? Or we have our hand on the trigger. Say it again. 
we have the hand on the trigger. We're ready to make that. If that if Joe Douglas if he gets that to complete mm-hmm. his team, sure. But usually just a trade. I mean, from a draft is the best way. Yeah, for sure. Those types of guys don't generally shake free, and if they do, they're pretty no expensive. Um, so at this they point, never I, work out anyway. No, well, that's just it. Like you're paying a guy a bunch of money for production on another team, and you don't know how the chemistry is going to work out. You don't know how they're going to understand your system. You don't know how. They're going to react with the players on your team versus the players they had on the other team. Some guys just gel back. I don't see Von Miller working out for the Bills. Like, that's another example. I do like Von Miller. I think $20 million a year is an extreme overpay. But when you're going and all how old in for is a he? Super Bowl, I mean, he's got to be 32 at least. And they gave him, like, he's basically a three years? or four. He got six years, but I think it's like <laughs> a three- or four-year deal realistically. But, brother, you've that's been you ejected. <laughs> From the cockpit. You're out of here! All right, real quick before we jump into the next phone call, Mumtaz dropped in and says, if we only get seven wins, then what would we improve? D-tackle, linebacker, O-line, safety, I suppose, next year. Connor Hughes said he would like, uh, he would take our team over Green Bay minus quarterback. He is generally negative, so this is good to hear. Hope Zach steps up. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think the Jets are in a position right now where we have depth across the board and we have some really good weapons across the board and we're starting to figure out the defense. Um, if the defense comes into its own and it becomes like a middle of the pack, 15 to 20 ranked defense this year and then maybe can take another step forward next year, and especially if Zach can take that step, I think it's huge. I do think, like I mentioned before, linebacker, uh, linebacker safety center are the three big areas of need obviously we want to develop a tackle this year so they can take over next year or re-sign Fant in some capacity uh, and then you mentioned defensive tackle I think that's in, that could definitely be an area of need I think it's it was an area of need this year in some capacity we, we added a lot of depth pieces so I'm pretty happy with how that sort of worked out I didn't want to spend a, a draft pick on a defensive tackle um but yeah, Mumtaz, I, I completely agree. I think you are spot on with the direction you think we might have to be looking for. All right, boys and girls, phone number's on the screen. You get three minutes to plead your case. And after three minutes... That's it! You're out of here! So talk to me. I want to hear from you. Hit that like button, too. We only got 100 likes on here. We got close to 400 people in this chat. Call from... Joe. Joe! What's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on, Ryan? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. I want to hear how excited you were for this New York Jets draft. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm 48. I've been watching these drafts for about 40 years since Mm -hmm. I'm 8. This is the most excited I've been probably since 2000. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, this is probably the best draft of my lifetime. Mm -hmm. I love it. This is a big A. Dude, incredible. Now, that... Talk to me. Do you want to talk about a specific player, or or can I kind of get your thoughts on like how things went? Because I know a lot of people were panicking with Sauce at four. No, go ahead. Uh, whatever you want to do. So let's let's talk about it. How were you feeling after the Sauce pick? Honestly, I wanted an edge rusher, the mm-hmm. first pick. But remember, me and you always talked about the Jets wouldn't go that route. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Then when you saw Wilson go at ten. What was your thought process? Oh, wow. Did you think that was going to be an edge rusher? Because that was the moment of panic for me. Like, I really like Garrett Wilson, but I was like, oh, no. We just did the thing that I didn't think we were going to do. 
No, I thought we were going to go Garrett Wilson because that was on my mini mock draft. Remember when I mentioned to you about a couple Mondays ago yeah, that yeah. Garrett Wilson was going to go number 10. Mm-hmm. Again, I wanted an edge rusher, but I figured it just going to go number 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with, look, uh, it, Garrett Wilson. It wound up being the right move because we saw a run on receivers. Like one, you had Drake London go at eight, and then the Jets took Wilson, probably the best receiver for us given our injury history. So, like, getting a guy that has not been injured is definitely nice. And then you see Alave go in a trade-up. You see Jameson Williams go in a trade-up. And then Burks mm-hmm. winds up getting selected after uh, A.J. Brown gets traded away. And Jahan Dotson mm-hmm. goes. Like, what would have been there for the New York Jets at that point? Like, it, it was the right move. And I am so glad <laughs> I was not in charge it of making was. that pick. I, I couldn't believe, man, Jermaine Johnson, Joe Douglas traded back into the first round. I was so pumped oh, when he did man. that. I knew we were getting Jermaine Johnson. You mm-hmm. were real pumped, man. I couldn't believe Dude, it. You were beating yourself on your oh. chest. Dude, it, there's not. I, there, I'm a very passionate person, and the Jets have kind of beat the piss out of me the last few years, where I haven't been able to kind of let loose, and it's just been so fun. Like that was one of the most exciting moments I've ever had as a Jet fan. Him like trading up for Jermaine yeah. Johnson because that was the move. That was that's where things start clicking now, and then you get Brees Hall, and like, oh it was God. a wild moment. Brees Hall, it really was. A diss draft, man. Joe Douglas. He's a great GM. It's just a matter of time until things start rolling, in my opinion. If Zach Wilson nails it, we're definitely winning seven to eight games if he oh, nails it. Dude, just just a baby step forward. I feel like you can get 4,000 yards out of Zach if he plays all 17 games. And if you could wind up getting like a two-to-one touchdown interception ratio, even if that's like 20 to 10, mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. I think you're going to play a lot of ball control this year. I'm so excited. Brother, thank you so much. You better jump me from the cockpit. Hee hee. Thank you, Joe. He's always got good insight. Who we got? Call from Benji. Benji, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Yo, Ryan, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm feeling good. Um, it feels good to be a Jet fan right now. Talk to me. How you feeling? It, it really. Well, first of all, you know, we are Jets fans, but I'm just, we have to be honest here. I think we had the second best draft in the league. Um, You think someone had a better draft? Who do you think beat us? Baltimore? I I think the Ravens had the best draft in the league. I mean, you got Kyle Hamilton, you got Linderbaum. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's really, it's hard to beat, but Mm -hmm. I think we were definitely a close second. Mm -hmm. Um, Second point is, I'm so happy we didn't get Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because, you know, next year is going to be our year. Next mm-hmm. year is the year we build this core. We're going to have the best secondary in the league. Mm-hmm. We're going to have one of the top defenses in the league. And that's when we get our next guy, our Stefan Diggs or whoever, mm-hmm. to take us to the Super Bowl. And I think the year after this coming year, we're going to be a 11, 12, 13, 13 win team. That's what I think. Dude, if we can get that. Zach Wilson kid to just take that step forward. It's it's gonna be wow. It like Zach Wilson. I, he may not work out, but I think he does. I think he will. And he's got the talent that you want and need to have in the AFC. If you want to compete with Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, uh, Joe Burrow, Herbert, like Russell Wilson, like all these guys, you need an incredibly athletic gifted quarterback and Mac Jones is not that Tua Tagovailoa is not that Zach Wilson could be that 
He could be. He could be. And you know what? Even if he isn't, I'm on. I'm not on the side that says if Zach Wilson doesn't work out, we got to get rid of Joe Douglas. I I'm think with you. I'm Joe, 100% with you. I, I, I'm all for you know if Zach Wilson doesn't work out next year, we kick him to the curb. I'm I'm all about giving Mike White a chance. I know we're not talking about Mike White anymore. It's, I'm all about Zach Wilson right now. But if we build this core to what it sh- what it could be. Mm-hmm. and you throw in an above-average quarterback, and we know Mike White can be that, I think we can be a great team, even with another quarterback. So I think you're 100% right. I think that Joe Douglas can withstand a, or should be able to withstand the failing of potentially Zach Wilson. But I would say this. I would give Zach Wilson two more years, regardless of what happens this year. I would say you're hoping for that step forward. If you kind of get that middling sort of result where you're kind of like, not sure, like, Oh, maybe Sam Darnold could like, you know, compete. Like we kind of get that sort of feeling again with Zach Wilson. Yeah. Then I would go in and I would go for someone like Jimmy Garoppolo and you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo to compete with Zach Wilson in that second year. So you're adding more talent. And now all of a sudden you have a really loaded roster, more loaded than what we've got right now. And then after that, if Zach doesn't compete well in year three, then you can move on from him. You'll have four drafts of Joe Douglas under his belt, so you'll be able to tell if he has that talent evaluation uh, that we really believe he all ha- that he has, especially from these last two drafts. I would not wind up uh, moving on from Robert Sala. I think like having a consistent message and a consistent coaching staff is where you'd want to be. Uh, and I would give Joe Douglas and Sala the opportunity to either lure a um veteran quarterback in or select another rookie but i i really think zach wilson's the guy i have people talking to me you know all the time about you know zach wilson and the jets and everything they're like so what do you actually think like are you just being positive on stream and you know on videos and whatnot and like no like not at all like i i believed in sam darnold like truthfully and then as soon as that like trigger swift like flipped i was done with sam after like say week five of two years ago and I was very honest about it. I And I really, truly believe Zach Wilson has all the talent in the world to be an elite quarterback in this in this league. And I think Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are the guys to get that out of him. But brother, thank you so yeah. much. You've been ejected from the cockpit. I let it go a little longer because I wanted to talk just a little bit. Boys and girls, you get three minutes on the stream. To plead your case. Tell me what you think. Then after three minutes... I love it. I love it. I just get all sorts of excited for this kind of stuff. It's a good time to be a Jet fan. And if you want to get your hands on some limited edition, limited time merch, jetstalk.com, head over there, get yourself some sauce gear. Who we got? Call from Rain Man. Rain Man, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Yes, I made it on, man. All right, love your show, bro. How's <laughs> thank it going? You, thank you. Oh, I'm doing good, dude. It's really nice to be a Jet fan right now. I want to hear from you. Oh, How man, are you feeling? You know what, man? The, the best part about it is is just staying up late after the draft and watching all the analysts. Like, oh, the Jets mm-hmm. are the best in the draft. The next morning, waking up, turn on ESPN, like mm-hmm. just hearing everybody's takes. And uh, to be honest, like, you know, yeah, we saw some mock drafts with Ahmad Garner and Garrett Wilson going. I think that wasn't really a big surprise. But, you know, when, once you pick them, you're like, holy crap, they did it. You know, like, wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. So the big, 
the big surprise was definitely Jermaine Johnson falling and, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Douglas said what he had to do. And I agree with the last caller, man. You know, if, if none of this works out in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. this is not Joe Douglas's fault. He is making the right move. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, we got to keep Joe Douglas around for the next 10 years. He's got to be a staple. You know, he, mm-hmm. when you think of the New York Jets, you think of Joe Douglas. When you think of Baltimore Ravens, you think of Ozzie Newsom. That's mm-hmm. what this organization needs. So no matter what happens, I think the whole, uh, even the whole NFL fan base plus New York Jets fans know that we are confident with Joe Douglas there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like I said, with Zach Wilson, we'll see what happens. But, hey, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But everybody had him as the number two quarterback in that year's draft. So he's doing – he's making the right moves, man. Yeah, there hasn't been any move that Joe Douglas has made in the last two years for sure. I would say the only move that I've ever questioned was James Morgan in the fourth round. That one felt really weird. And I'm thinking that had something to do with, like, the COVID, no interviews – things of that going on, Adam Gase being there, not necessarily being on the same page. Like, I, I, there's a yeah. lot of excuses I could make for that first draft because his last two have been friggin' home runs. Yeah, and I think we kind of felt that a little bit with Jake Ferguson when they, when he first picked him. Like, oh, like, what is he doing? Like, Jeremy he have, Rucker? He just got or, two tight ends. Been, or Jeremy Rocket, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. And, no, I'm sorry. Um, and when you think about it, though, it's like, okay, well, wait a second. No, this is actually a good pick. We only signed these tight ends to like two or three-year deals with mm-hmm. probably an option to leave after a year. So it's like you definitely want to bring someone in to mold with Wilson and grow with him. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll tell you what, man. It, our receiver class looks pretty good, but we're, we're kind of short. You know, like, you know, you know, Garrett Wilson, we don't got a lot of size. You know, the Barrios, sure. Wilson, Moore, even Zach Wilson's a little undersized. But mm-hmm. – we we are a Denzel Mims away from winning ten games. <laughs> you know, you guys are saying seven games. If Denzel Mims was what we thought he was going to be, we mm-hmm. are a ten win team. If this guy's bringing in a thousand receiving yards, ten touchdowns a year, we we are a team. You know, obviously you got to have someone throwing the ball, but Denzel Mims sure. is the missing piece here. He needs to step up. Dude, he really is. I really hope we get to see that from him this year. There's no better time like the present, brother. Thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected. You're out of here. From the cockpit. Who we got? Call from Eli. To accept, press oh, 1. Oh, fin- Eli. How you doing, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. I'm doing great, Ryan. I'm doing great. Oh, I'm so happy, me, man. Talk to me. Um, I want to hear it all. I honestly love every pick. I was with you on Sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, great culture guy. I just think he's just a winner. And mm-hmm. I think he's just going to change us. Like, Thibodeau still scared me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, people are, people are disappointed we didn't draft Thibodeau. I'm, I'm not. We got Jermaine Johnson, and I'm just so happy with Sauce. I can't wait for the numbers to come out. I'm going to purchase a Sauce jersey. I, can't, I just don't know what color. <laughs> that's the only thing I, I don't know. Garrett Wilson, absolutely right love there. the pick. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm right. stumbling over stuff. Go for it. Tell me. Garrett Wilson, absolutely love the, love the pick. Jermaine Johnson, great value. Brees Hall, next John and Taylor, love the pick. Rucker, mm-hmm. fan favorite, absolutely love him, live in my dream. And then Max Mitchell, great value. Clemens, whatever, it's another fourth. I don't care about Clemens, honestly. <laughs> Dude, I'm really, really excited with how everything's kind of worked out for the New York Jets. I This isn't something we're used to, like, at all. So to finally have something where the rest of the league is talking about the New York Jets in a positive manner, it's incredible. I, I like 
literally all the picks. I think they're all fantastic. <laughs> I think Brees Hall is going to have yeah. the most impact immediately because of all the, you know, the running backs just kind of no, like have their extra gear kicked in right when they start. But, dude, I'm like, I really believe in Joe Douglas, and I really believe in the rest of this roster. Was there a pick that you loved more than another or that you think might have more of an impact than another? I'd probably, probably give the same answer, Brees Hall. And it's pretty funny because when we first traded up, we traded up and we jumped the Texans, right? And yep. I thought we were getting Dean. I'm watching yep. the draft with my dad, and as soon as I see the trade up, I am jumping for joy. Oh, my God, we're going to get Dean. We're going to get Dean. We're mm-hmm. going to get Dean. I'm running back and forth, and my dad's like, oh, I mean, you're getting all excited. It'd be pretty funny if we don't select Dean. And, and, <laughs> and, I, and I'm jumping for joy. Now, who else could it be? It's going to be Dean and Dean. And I'm just for the next five minutes until it picks in. I am just celebrating. And then we go Brees Hall, and I fall to the ground so upset. Oh, dude, I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God, they went with a running back. Like, I don't hate it. It's the top running back. But, like, man, I thought the value would have been better going a little bit later on the back and selecting a different position. But, I mean, it's hard to argue against Brees Hall. Like, this dude is, like, legit. I I love it now. I mean, I just didn't really – I was kind of disappointed, Dean. Then I found out all the medical issues. So I 100% agree on, on this. And I'm yeah. so happy we ended up picking um, Hall. Dude, I'm right there with you. I was pounding the table for Nicobe Dean. Like, I, that was who I thought we were getting. I was like, there's no way we're letting him pass. Like, he is the perfect mentality for us. And then you hear about all the injuries and the yep. things. Like, he may not play right away. Like, it, they're saying he's going to be ready for training camp, but then you're also hearing other stuff. It's like, ah, dude, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty dicey. But I'm really, really happy with all the picks. Eli, you have been wonderful. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Who we got? Call from Andrew. To accept, Andrew, press one. what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, how's it going, Ryan? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. How are you feeling as a Jet fan right now? Oh, I'm feeling great, and I, I wanted to talk to you about my my favorite part of the draft. Ooh, you know what that talk was? To me. What was that? When the Patriots took Cole Strange. <laughs> Dude, that and uh, Tyquan Thornton. Those two picks were just like, wow, what the hell are these guys doing? They traded away the fourth best guard in the league for a fourth round pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Don't tell me there isn't some kind of collusion going on there. And then they went up I... trading up to go get like a guard that should have gone in like the third round in the first round. I love it. That's exactly what I want to see from yeah, our division rivals. You understood. Did you see the video of the Rams? Oh, it was great. It was like great. The Dude, they were like, uh, yeah, we thought were... he was going to be there at 104, or, you know, whatever number they, they were. They were joking with each other. That, yeah, one guy didn't believe it. He thought he was just kidding. Oh, oh man. Funny. They're like, no way. Why did we even bother <laughs> scouting him? <laughs> oh, it was just, it was so great. You could tell they were having a few uh, drinks and, like, wasn't sure where uh, that was going to go. It was it was really funny. Right, right. Right, that was funny, yeah. And then... um I think Belichick maybe uh, tanked in the ship because uh, Kraft gave him the uh, ultimatum. Of the, mm-hmm. the, or the, he's got to win so many games. Yep. And uh, he, in order to spite him, because Belichick's such a miserable human being that would do such a, a such a, a a dumb thing like that just for his own ego. Um, he's tanking the franchise just to spite Kraft. I don't know. That's just a an idea of mine but 
dude, that's what it sort of felt like, right? Like it, it, it almost feels like he's finally getting back at everyone. Like, okay, Brady won his Super Bowl. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know if I necessarily trust Mac Jones. I don't know if he's thinking that, but I'm hoping he's thinking that. And he's just like, oh, I'm just going to go scorched earth on this mother trucker. Like this will be fantastic. And I hope that's exact. I want them to be in frigging quarterback purgatory and the basement of the division for 20 frigging years. Yeah, you're not kidding. And that year that he had his dog on the screen, I feel like he did that on purpose to like send a message like, who cares about the draft? Like a dog could do it. It's like, oh, I'm so done with this. I'm so much better than all these other people. Or he just doesn't care. Him and, well, and then there's Pete Carroll, too. That, I don't know what that guy's doing. He's on his way out the door. Dude, he's stacking running backs like they're going out of fashion. It's crazy. Oh, my God. Apparently, I mean, dude, they were the team that was trying to trade up. He's, to... Got, he's got Geno Smith. Well, they got, oh, what, Mike, they got Geno Smith and they got Drew Locke. They got two guys, right? Like, fingers crossed, maybe that'll work out. You got to think they make a move for Baker Mayfield. Like, I don't know what other team would. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, that would be the best bet at this point. They'd be paying he he's like eighteen million dollars. You're out of here. I just love the chicken and I will use it whenever I see fit, especially when that clock hits zero. Lloyd drops in says, Let's not forget Joe Douglas isn't done. Waiver wire moves are coming. JFM, Quinnen Williams, Morgan Moses. What will Joe, the people's champ? Douglas. Do next. Let's go. Joe Douglas. I've said this before. So a lot of people were getting on Douglas about his 2020 draft. And I said, look, Joe Douglas is all about talent evaluation. And it's all about getting the most for the players you have or providing the best value in the contracts that you hand out. For me, I believe Joe Douglas has done the, like, let's say before this draft, I firmly believed he did a great job with waiver wires, a great job with undrafted free agency, a great job in free agency, a great job with trades. Like, those are very key parts to this whole puzzle. And now that he's hit on two of three drafts, or at least it appears like he's hit on two of three drafts at this point, this guy is our GM for the long haul. If Zach Wilson hits this year and you see him perform well, I have no problem with them extending Salah and Douglas, like, hey, we're rolling with you guys. I want this to be like a Ravens situation, like a Steelers situation. Like, ideally, I want Robert Salah here for 20 years. Like, I don't want to switch head coaches. I don't want to switch GMs. I want these guys that build a culture, and now all of a sudden you don't have to force your rookies to jump into the starting lineup. You're able to let them sit. Jeremy Ruckert is going to be able to learn from really good tight ends, and he'll be able to step in when his number is called. It will happen this year, I think especially in the red zone, but I think you'll see it moving forward in years two and three and four for sure. And then the swing tackle, you get to develop him behind Fant and uh, Becton. Maybe he creates some kind of leverage when you try to renegotiate George Fant. Maybe there's a situation where you consider franchising Fant for a year. I don't know if there's a player on our team right now with a potential expiring contract other than Fant that you'd really want to say, hey, we're holding on to this player for another year. Like, Fant, to me, is a, is a prime candidate for the franchise tag, given his age and what seems like maybe a stalling of contract talk, talks, potentially. Now, we did hear before the draft, the Jets were talking with, with George Fant. 
that should have been a conversation that's been happening since like middle of last year. So I don't think that's anything new, but I do think that is uh, something that Joe Douglas can have in his arsenal as well. Maybe it gives your developmental tackle two years then without having to shell out big, big money. I really love it. Boys and girls, you get three minutes on the clock. Three minutes on the clock. After three minutes... I want to hear from you. How are you feeling about the NFL draft? How are you feeling about the Jets NFL draft? How are you feeling that we have the best draft in our franchise's history from a graded perspective? I absolutely love it. Who we got? Call Who's on from Scott. What's good? Welcome to the cockpit. What it do? What it do? Ah, oh, dude, I love it. Talk to me. How are you feeling about this year's draft? Oh, man, I'm stoked. I, I feel like we got the best player in the draft with Sauce. Mm-hmm. I think it's a steal at four. Dude, I am Gary right Wilson. there with you. I really, really like Sauce. Yeah, he. he it's so funny because, like, in my head, I was going edge rusher, edge rusher, but my heart the whole, like, last month at least was like, no, Sauce mm-hmm. is my guy. Sauce is my guy. Dude, <laughs> so when that... we actually went with him, I was stoked. Oh, dude, I felt so bad for Matt and Greenbean because <laughs> I was, like, all sorts of excited because I was right there with you. Like, I, this, to me, was the C.D. Lamb versus Becton debate. It was, I love C.D. Lamb, the player. I think he's a really, really good player. I would love to get him on the Jets, but left tackle is the right decision. Totally support the Mackay Becton pick. This year, I love Sauce Gardner, and I was like, okay, I get the edge is priority, and I get if you want to go receiver at 10. Like, completely understand it, will not be upset. And they took sauce. I was like, ah! <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing. Ah, oh, just oh, it was a great time. Um, I was kind of playing around with uh, mm-hmm. the record pick because I was just in sure. my head. I was like, all right, well, we, we just brought in these two tight ends. We might still be using your boa. Uh, and I was kind of thinking, I was like, maybe we, uh, did you see him possibly going to like a use check? I mean, he's really good at blocking. He's got the skills. And as he's developing on the tight end, maybe throw him at fullback to replace, like, Wesco or something like that, uh, I, get him in more involved in the offense. So I definitely thought about that. We were, we were talking about it a little bit. He's six foot five, 250-something pounds, and he can block. He can catch. I think you should get your best players on the field. And if that means putting your third tight end as your fullback and maybe not even using him as a fullback, not I mean, you can still use him as that, but having – you know, an additional pass catcher out of the backfield that can also block and be a threat. I'm all about for all about versatility. Right. I don't know. It was just a random thing I was thinking about, but yeah, no, yeah I think, I think we did a really good job. Now, is there a particular player that you liked more than any other pick or one that felt better than any other pick? Maybe. Uh, no, I mean the sauce one, the sauce, obviously yeah. I'm all about the sauce. Now, were you scared at all after we took Garrett Wilson that we were not going to get our edge rusher? Um, you know, I was, but I wasn't. Like, I, I felt like it was important, you know. It's all about Zach still. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in my opinion, like, yeah, I know edge was important. It's more important to me that Zach develops. So, it's getting him another weapon where he can excel his progression. Because if he, we have another, like, losing season, but he looks ten times better, we're still going to feel better, even though – like comparatively, if he's placed like shit, 
and we have an edge rusher, and we you know we give up a couple less points. Boom! That's it. You're out of here. Ah, oh, I love cutting people off. Not really. I like hearing the hearing the end of the thoughts, but I really agree with him. He liked Sauce. He liked Wilson. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Boys and girls, you get three minutes on the clock after three minutes. That's it. You're out of here. I want to hear from you. Who we got? Call from. AB. Hey, what's good, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's up, Brian? I'm hanging in there. It's really good to be a Jets fan right now. I want to hear from you. How do you feel about yep. this past draft? So obviously it was day one was a huge success. Mm-hmm. I was like screaming the whole time after pick like 18. I saw JJ still on the board, mm-hmm. and I was like, please, please just trade up, trade up, trade up. Yep, yep. And he felt like, and they weren't doing anything. I thought we were for sure dumb, mm-hmm. but. You still got him? I was so happy. Dude, it, that was probably, like, as much as I was really stoked for the sauce pick, I thought there was an outside chance that they could go that route. And then when they did the Wilson thing, I was like, okay, like, I get it. Like, but how are we going to do edge rusher? Are they going to be looking at guys like Mafe and, and potentially people that were at the yeah. Senior Bowl? I was like, oh, man, I, you know, like I really Ojabo. wanted Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I don't think Ojabo was there, but I think it was like. No, other... 35, 35. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was available at that pick. He wasn't at the Senior Bowl. But, yeah, I I, yeah. I think I wasn't sure where they were going to go. I was like, you know, I would trade up if it were me. It's a five-year contract. Just find some way to do it. And when it happened, the the, the pure excitement out of Matt Greenbean and myself was just ecstatic. And then when yeah, the pick so. was finally made, like, that might be the most excited I was for a pick because it was the player I really wanted the Jets to get at 10. Yeah, and I love And we got that. him at 26. Yeah. But... Oh, I love the brief Hall pick. I feel like we need mm-hmm. to do that two running back attack with Carter and Hall. Yep. But at pick 101, I really did not love. Mm-hmm. I, I saw, after we signed Uzama Conklin, and we still have, like, mm-hmm. your bow with Young, I, I really did not think we need him. Sure. Jeremy Rucker. I so, felt like we should have definitely. So I felt I like Leo should now. My, my, my comment that I made earlier. So there's a. There's, it's rumored that the New York Jets offered 38 and the rest of their draft class to jump back into the first for Brees Hall, which means they were like banking on those four players in Sauce, Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, and Hall. They weren't able to do it. Oh, wow. The Seahawks were trying to trade up, and instead the Patriots jumped them, got Cole Strange, and Seattle ended up behind us taking uh, Kenneth Walker. So what's really cool is when you consider that and you think, okay, those extra three picks that we had at the end in Ruckert, Mitchell, and um, Clemens, those are almost like bonus picks. Like the Jets were kind of okay with just blowing their load yeah. on the guys that they really wanted. And then they wind yeah. up getting a Jet fan favorite in Ruckert, a GM uh, pick in offensive tackle, and a coach pick in edge rusher. I love it. I absolutely love yeah. it. I think yeah, they got also, the guys but- they wanted. Yeah. Also, quickly about like Max Mitchell. Sure. I I I love that pick. I felt like he was a good, he's a solid guy. I think he like could sit sit behind hopefully Beckton and Fant yep. this year and like next year. I think Fant's contract's over. Yeah. So could quickly I, like maybe maybe slide him in there. Well, so that's just it. If he's ready to take over after Fant, then by all means you do that. If not, 
franchise tag fan. Who cares? He's going to get paid like a top 10, you know, tackle at that point. You don't yeah, have to yeah. commit a, a long-term contract yeah, I to love him. That I think it's a great move. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Boys and girls, if you're just coming in, hit that like button. Unlike the person that just disliked this that I can see. So I see what you're doing there. It's not very nice. But no, hit that like button. I much appreciated. Uh, 380 people in the chat. And I want to hear from you guys. You got three minutes on the clock. After three minutes. Listen, you're out of here. Who we got? Call from Sam. Sam, what's up, dude? <laughs> Welcome to the cockpit. Hey. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? I'm hanging in there, dude. This is the best I have felt about a Jets draft in a very long time. Oh, same here. I'm, uh, I live in Buffalo, so uh, I get a lot of crap from people nonstop for being a Jets fan. Dude, that's um, brutal. Did you see the video of the Buffalo Fanatics guys losing their marbles over the Jets getting Brees Hall? Oh, I loved it. Every oh, it's fantastic. It. Every pick... Every pick I got, my phone blown up like, holy crap, what the hell are the Jets doing? This is not what the Jets normally do. Dude, every year we see those fucking replays of literally like, oh, the Jets get Kyle Brady, they pass on Warren Sapp, they pass on Dan Marino. Like that. Every year it's that. Not this year. Not the last two years. Feels good. Oh, I, oh yeah, I agree. I, I think... You know, I, I think it might start out a little bit slow just because we got sure. so many new pieces in there. I but, you know, maybe agree. after week four, we're going to get that, you know, big win against, like, Green Bay, right? You know, week three or week four, yep. everything's going to click. And then, you know, Zach Wilson's going to shoot straight to the moon. He's going to do what Josh Allen did. Dude, and I 100% stand by line, that. Getting the offensive line straight, like, we brought in a bunch of guys last year, and having the option to to see those guys after, like, okay, we got, what, six games in before the offensive line started clicking? These guys now have an entire yeah. offseason and an entire year of being together. Now we're gonna have we're gonna hit the ground running on the offensive line side standpoint, and the running backs are gonna be ready to commit right now. And the tight ends, those guys are already proven players. I think it's all on oh, yeah. now. Oh yeah, I, I like my my big one is I like Uzama when we brought him in. Yep. Just what he was able to do for Joe Burrow last season. Mm-hmm. Given Zach Wilson that, you know, check down guy that Ryan Griffin could not do if his life depended on it yeah it's one of those things where you have players that want to be here robert salas said it before we didn't go after the highest price guys we went after guys that want to be here want to change the culture sauce gardner that's the statement pick a hundred percent this guy wants to come in and be the difference maker oh i agree i also think jermaine johnson was a big statement pick going up and saying Mm -hmm. we're gonna you know go for this guy even though he might not be the best, you know, edge on the board, he put in the work ethic going from JUCO all the way to, you know, one of the best D1 schools in the country at Georgia. And then Dude. saying, you want to know what? Mm-hmm. I'd rather, you know, get some work in and get snaps and make myself better than just sit on the bench. Yeah. And you want to, I commend him for that. He, really he could have been, you know, higher if you stayed at Georgia, but mm-hmm. I, I'd rather him having, you know, staying in and playing as much as he can to get those reps, to get that, you know, experience rather than playing one season and hopefully it all working out yeah and it's one of those like when he was on so he was academically ineligible to play college football at a high school and that's why he didn't receive any scholarship offers he realized the mistake he made and he did things to change it he did those things on uh last chance you he did those things at georgia he did that to go to the acc 
Iki Iquanu says he's the best edge rusher that he's ever faced. That is good enough. Oh, yeah, I loved hearing that. Oh, I loved hearing that. Oh, it makes me feel so good. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. All right. John, I see you. John says, I remember last year how pumped we all were. Then, bam, injuries. I just want our team to be healthy on the field on day one. I think we'll be competitive as long as Zach plays winning football. So here's the best part about this year compared to the last few years. Because of the free agent acquisitions, because of the drafts last year, this year, we have a little bit more depth. And injuries can absolutely sideline your entire uh, season. When you lose your premier free agent last year and elite player in Carl Lawson, and you lose the guy opposite him, and this defense is predicated on pressure in Vinnie Curry, that hurts your chances of winning. And you have a rookie quarterback, and you're the youngest team. Like I'm cool with losing some games this year because we're young and because we're making some dumb mistakes. But if Zach Wilson makes that step, and you look at how this team is built, we are set up for a very successful future moving forward. And not even just that. You look at the injuries that we've had in the past. We have more depth than we've ever had at offensive line, at wide receiver, at running back, at tight end. Those four positions, there is no excuse for Zach Wilson to not perform well. If he has the talent, if he has the the mental capacity, if he has everything right there, and I think he does. I'm pretty sure when you were seeing things as we went through the season, I know a lot of Jet fans checked out. They're like, hey, we're losing. I'm not wasting my time on that, and I get it. But I sat and I watched every game, and I watched every play multiple times. And I can tell you for a fact, Zach Wilson got better each and every week. And it was just little things. It wasn't everything all at once, but there was little things. It was like, okay, hey, remember that goofy interception I had where I ran to the offensive line, threw it, it bounced off my guy, and the guy caught it for an interception? Yeah. A week or two later, he had the same exact play open and an opportunity to do it, and he held onto the ball, he ran, and he didn't force the ball. You saw later in the year, he ran up to the line of scrimmage to catch guys on the field, 12 men on the field. He did the hard count to get guys to jump off sides. Those are Tom Brady-type moves. Those are Aaron Rodgers' knowledge-type moves. Those are what good quarterbacks do. Those are the small things that you get right. Now he'll be able to react to the playbook as opposed to trying to think about each play and where he should be and where his receiver should be. If these guys are running the right routes and he understands the playbook and he gets to react rather than try to think about everything, that's where you make the big jump. And I'm really looking forward to it. Guys, there are three minutes on the clock. You get to answer, not answer, you get to plead your case or at least tell me what you thought about the NFL draft and after three minutes, you know what happens. That's it! You're out of here! Oh, man. Look at all you guys in the chat. We got 400 people in here. We only got 200 likes. Do me, a, do me a solid. Hit the like button. Oh, Chris from Florida, I see your phone call coming in. Call from Rich Rise. You're going uh, to accept, have to get in here. I want to hear this excitement. Send a voicemail. Talk to me, brother. Welcome to the cockpit. Ryan, what's up, <laughs> J-E-T-S? Let's go. Dude, it's been so long since we had a really good draft and since we had this much energy as a fan base. Tell me how you're feeling. 
I don't think I've ever lived to see this great of a draft. Last draft was great, but yep. I don't I don't remember ever living to see this great of a draft. No, um, I've definitely never seen one this good. I, I started really hunkering in on the draft, like 2004, five, right in that realm. So I didn't really remember the 2000 draft, but this one felt like a goddamn home run. Dude, when we when we got Jermaine Johnson at twenty six, I I just couldn't believe it. That's just Ugh. in my eyes, that's the steal of the draft. Mm-hmm. I think we're the winners of the draft, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. I want to say a couple things that I didn't like that I've changed my opinion on. Yeah, I was very it. pro. I was very pro Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's gonna be a beast. But you know what? We got Jermaine Johnson at twenty six. I don't I don't mm-hmm. give a shit about Kayvon Thibodeau anymore. Yeah. Um, So I tried to tell people, I was like, hey, look, it kind of sucks. And I understand you have to like, like Sauce has to perform well. But if Sauce performs well and Jermaine Johnson performs like decent, that might be a better value than just Kayvon Thibodeau who might perform well. So, dude, I'm right there. Yeah, I just, I I love his mentality. His work ethic Mm -hmm. sounds so legit. He's going to be a captain. And I just think he's made of the right stuff. It's going to rub off on the other guys. I love it, man. I'm so fucking excited about it. Dude, it's such an important pick. At number four and at number 26, like, these are statement picks for your team. You're sending a message to the rest of the roster. Sauce is that guy. Garrett Wilson is that guy. Johnson is that guy. Brees Hall is that guy. Like, we got a bunch of captains on our team. Oh, yeah. I can't wait, man. I can't Mm. wait for the season, man. I'm so excited. And tell tell me about so what you thought about Bruce Hall, because I want I want to hear the thought process here, because there's a lot of guys that were like, whoa, <laughs> where did that come I'm from? I'm anti-running back. I, yeah. I didn't like it, but, mm-hmm. but now I'm excited, because I think he really is going to help Zach Wilson. And you know mm-hmm. what? I, I do believe this class might not have been the strongest, and if he was the top mm-hmm. guy on their board, you mm-hmm. know, I don't really know of any players that I really wanted that badly that were on the board when he was taken. So I'm excited about it, man. I'm excited. Dude, Nicobe cool. Dean but I don't like want to Brisker. pay running back second contract. Oh, that's dude, well, that's just it, right? So I think you're going to see there there could be a situation where it's like franchise tag, franchise tag, or it's three years, and then we're like, hey, we'll give you a contract extension. And then like it's not like a five-year deal. It's like a add-on to the rest of the deal. That could be, that could be all right. I, I'd, I'd be okay with that. I don't Question know for you if I have yeah. time. Yeah, go for it. Do you think DJ? Do you think DJ Reed could play in the slot and Bryce Hall at number two corner? Or is that not? Is that not a possibility? I don't know enough about DJ Reed and his speed and everything that that goes into it. But I think, um, or his change of direction, I, he performed as a top ten corner in uh, in Seattle. That's where I would try to peg him right now. So I'm really looking forward to it, brother. You've been ejected from the cockpit. All right, so I got a little buffer wheel going on. Let's see what's going on. Why do I have the buffer?
All right. Am I back? <laughs> I don't know if I'm back. I'm not sure. I'm all sorts of confused. Wife paused his Wi-Fi, and I'm back. Okay, there we go. See, that's what happens when I'm trying to trying to do stuff. This is very odd. I don't know if it's the router or just Optimum blows. I had an old uh, telephone hookup that was 75 download, and I never had this happen. Optimum, that was 75 download, like four upload. This internet, 300 download, 25 to 40 upload. And it's so unstable, and it drives me bonkers. Who we got? Call from... Nate. Nate, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up? Oh, how's it hanging, brother? How you feeling after this week's draft? Um, I'm actually a Bills fan. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I, I, I want to talk was, to you. I want to hear everything. Yeah, I was calling in to, uh, to address some, some rumors about sauce. Fanny can guard Diggs. Ooh, it's going to be interesting. That's going to be a battle between Diggs and Sauce and uh, friggin' Tyreek Hill and Sauce and like all these different things. Like six foot three corners, it's going to be impressive. But dude, Diggs is a good cornerback. And I actually like your draft. I was a little surprised you guys didn't go running back at 25, but I really like Kair Elam. Fun fact Jets had his father. We traded him in the Mark Sanchez draft, and then Joe Douglas was part of the team in Baltimore that drafted his uncle. So I did a lot of research into Kyrie Elam. I think he's really good. I think he got a good player there. And then I, my favorite running back in the whole draft was James Cook. So as much as I really like Brees Hall, James Cook, really frigging good running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was kind of getting sick of uh, – we always draft running backs in the second round, so I was hoping for mm-hmm. Dean, but – Apparently there were some rumors about his his peck. And, yeah, uh, that's, that's what, what I've heard. Dude, when the Jets trade yeah. up, I thought we were getting Dean. So talk to me. How are you yeah. feeling like about the Jets draft? Are you a little concerned about where this division may eventually wind up you heading in, or are you kind of like, ah, nah, Bill's got it? Um, those first three, first three picks are uh, those are definitely something. So, But I think we got a more solid uh, kind of battle-tested team. Mm-hmm. So. Um, maybe in a couple of years, but for now, I think we got it uh, locked up. Yeah, you guys seem like the division favorites for the foreseeable future. Josh Allen is way better than I ever thought he was going to be. I thought after two years, I was like, this guy's a bust. Like, there's, I'm so glad the Jets didn't go this route. And, dude, he made me eat so much crow. He's a really, really good quarterback, and I, I wish he wasn't, but I actually I really like him. Like, I don't even really have that much hate towards the Bills. I have way more hate towards Miami and New England. Yep. New England, yep. Oh, man. Easy to hate. Easy to hate New England. <laughs> so talk to me. Is there anything about your draft that you didn't like or, you know, maybe something about the Jets draft or about the season? I want to hear from you. I like hearing from division rivals. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I think we, we addressed our problems. Uh, I don't think we needed to make as big as a splash as that, uh, that you guys did. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely concerning seeing you guys get uh, Jermaine Johnson, 28th. I was I was very surprised, or 20, 28, 26, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I was yeah. very surprised to see him. I, I was thought he, like, for sure was a uh, top 15 pick, but you guys got him 26, and I'm like, oh, shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, I, now I want to hear from you. What do you think about the Von Miller signing for you guys? Because I was 
shocked he got that much money. Like that, like I know uh, it's yeah. probably a three-year deal realistically with like a, a stretched-out signing bonus, but like that's a beefy contract for a guy that's a little bit older. Yeah. Well, for me, I saw it as kind of like we're, we're really making a push for that Super Bowl in the, uh, two, yeah. three years. So, um, you know, if if we don't get that in two, three years, then <laughs> – yeah, who we knows? Because I mean, uh, once Allen's contract legitimately kicks in, because this is his fifth year, right? So this was probably, I don't know if this is the, the heavy cap hit year or if that starts next year, but like you guys got to get a ring before uh, that kicks in. Oh, uh, yeah. Brother, yeah. thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Ah, maybe I should have just ejected him as soon as he said he was a Bills fan. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I like hearing from you guys. I had people. Pats fans, Dolphins fans, Bills fans commenting on my videos that were like, the Jets had a great draft. Like, you guys did well. And it makes you feel good to hear outside perspectives because of fan bias and, you know, all that good stuff. Call from Nathaniel. Nathaniel! What's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Thanks, thanks, sir. I'm glad to have you, brother. How you feeling about this year's draft? I am feeling very optimistic. I live actually it's crazy as I live in northwestern part of New England. Oof. So I live around oh, like my whole development's full of so I either have Patriots fans, Steelers fans, um I have one that's a Viking fan. Weird. And my dad's a diehard Browns fan and then my brother's a Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. And everybody and I mean everybody is terrified of the Jets this year. Oh, it makes me feel good hearing that. Everybody, even Patriots fans, are like, um, so we're going to probably get leapfrogged by you guys now because you guys had by far one of the best drafts between you and the, uh, the I guess Detroit Lions had a pretty decent draft too, but like they're like, mm-hmm. uh, the Jets look dangerous. Dude, the Jets is, were like I, consistently considered like the best draft. Like, uh, like there was you know some conversation. Chiefs had a good draft. Eagles had a good draft. Ravens had a great draft. I would say Ravens and Jets had the two best drafts. Right. I, I mean, and that, that kind of sucks for my dad because he's a Browns fan. But oh well, <laughs> uh, that's all right. Screw them. Yeah. Um. Just one. I have just one concern. I love it. And, Let's hear it. So, why, why exactly do you think Jermaine Johnson was was dropped at the end of the first round? So I'm not exactly sure, and it's it's a little interesting because I considered Karloftis and Johnson like top twenty picks, and both of them wound up falling. There were no other edge rushers taken uh, in that stretch of time, so I don't know if it's necessarily no. a Jermaine Johnson thing or if it's just like a this is the top part of the class, and no one necessarily fills that void. I think Johnson probably fell a little bit. The academic ineligibility coming out of college was probably a slight concern. Like, is this guy motivated? Is he devoted enough? And I really think he is. And then I think the other oh, and part I, of that... I, I definitely agree. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I think that I, I, when I saw that we, tracked, we went up for him, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this is a complete different Jets team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been watching Jets for the past, whew, I want to say 15, mm-hmm. six, maybe, maybe 17 years, and this is the most aggressive Jets draft I have ever seen. 
Dude, I this I is mean, this was, is definitely the best draft I've ever seen, and it's it's definitely the most aggressive draft. I think you're you're absolutely right. The Jets were even trying to be more aggressive and get a fourth first round pick to try and get Brees Hall on a five year contract. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, we stole him in the second round, so I mean, I really you're don't damn think right that. We did. Boom! <laughs> you've been ejected. We're blowing through phone calls tonight, boys and girls. You got three minutes on the clock. After three minutes. <laughs> Damn right. Sponsored drink of the stream. Boom. Hop Valley Bubble Stash IPA 87 on Beer Advocate. Give it a taste. Call from Lima Bean. Oh, ho, ho, Shivanchu. How you doing, Lima Bean? Oh, so many thoughts, so many ideas, <laughs> hopes and dreams, you know? Dude, I want to hear I it all. Talk to me. I mean, you know, I was I was mad at the soft Not the player. I thought the player was great. I just... It was all the shades of like, oh, we're going to get stuck with a cornerback that, you know, be good for like three or four years and then all of a sudden fade out while the Giants get another edge rusher like Tuck and Strahan and Osi and all those other guys. And then, I mean, the radio shows and all that were talking about that from the get-go as soon as that happened. However, with Jermaine Johnson changes the whole entire landscape, you know? Just uh, now we have both. Now, as long as they pan out, it doesn't matter. I mean, I still kind of hope that everyone the Giants take bust, but that's my personal grudge. <laughs> Dude, that's that's the biggest fear, right? Is if KT really hits hard and sauce like bottoms out, like that would crush me. Cause I don't want to yeah. hear friggin' every Monday every Monday morning, Kayvon Thibodeau got a sack and a half, two yeah. sacks yesterday. Uh yeah, and the yeah, too Jets many Giants lost. fans on the air, man. Oh, like, too many man, Giants fans. Too many. Uh, but like, here's the thing, like so obviously they're rookies, so it's gonna take some time to like get acclimated. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to keep my hopes tempered. But the most important thing now I'm looking towards is injuries. That's the only true yes. like monster we got to deal with because for some reason, every, I have this great fear that every time we're about to pop something happens, like you know, like Vinny Testaverde in 1999, then we're yep. eight and three with Brett Favre. His arm gives out. Like something always goes down. Sam yep. gets mono. I was looking forward to that season. Like it's just, I don't know. We got to take care of injuries somehow, like a miracle worker, or a shaman, or something. But, mm-hmm. um, and here's the thing. Like, I was I took a look at the Bears and Jags draft i was like oh man they want like mccagnon idzik and i was like i was kind of happy because also personal <laughs> grudges i want them to bust too like yeah, i want to see fields do good like, oh, dude, like I, I want to see trevor do good i was like i was happy yeah I, like, i'll be honest uh, i don't I, I like fields so i'd like to see him do all right and he's in the no nah, he's not on the jets bus man no. bus all the way like, <laughs> like dude running, i want another trevor running Lawrence quarterback on a high powered offense from college no but he's he's done i'm done oh, never geez. liked him in the first place but dude, like i want uh, i want lawrence to be I, I don't really wish ill on anyone, but, like, if he could not be good and Zach is the best quarterback in that class, that would make me feel yeah. really No, but, good. like, looking at his things, they got all defense. We went safeties, and I was like, oh, man, that's full McCagnan with stands. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's beautiful to watch someone else go through it. But, like, it's – and anyone there, – there are some negative Nancys that are, like, bitching about, like, the linebacker and defensive tackle. I think oh, the defensive tackle has been yeah. overblown so much. Like, mm-hmm. it's – nobody – like, if you – I think Connor Hughes said it best. It's like past regimes kept overdoing defensive tackles and mm-hmm. DBs, yet, mm-hmm. and they ignored everything else. And this is the first time we ignored those things and got like the most explosive playmakers. Like yep. it's better this way. That's where the NFL leans towards. And it seems like, you know, it's like the Jets were always focused on like a backup catcher over and over. Like that's, it's important, but it's not going to help you in the long run. Like Zach's development is important. Not a linebacker that we draft in the middle round. They'll probably be replaced in a couple of years. It's, it's not worth it. Like, Dude, I so, completely agree. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Get out of here! 
All right, we got Chris from Florida. What's up, Chris? He says, Chris from Florida, bro, I'm needing... Uh, I need to buy three extra minutes on the call line, bro. I need to bring the energy. Let's go, J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Chris, I will call you. Make sure you pick up. I, You're like one of the few people. I, there's a few people I got in like my, my Google Voice phone number thing. The energy's there. So when I see it pop up, I try to try to catch it. So I'll get to you in just a second. Uh, I'll try to call you, so make sure you're, you're ready for that. Uh, NY Jets Situation Report says, Can we take a moment and appreciate having three first-round talents at wide receiver on our team? Elijah Moore had a late first-round grade. Corey Davis was a top-five pick. And now Garrett Wilson. A lot of people consider Denzel Mims in that category as well. Late first, beginning of the second. He fell to the second. Now, look, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's a little bit of a concern. I shouldn't say a little bit. There's a lot of bit of concern that Denzel Mims is not going to be able to hit the ceiling that I really thought he was going to be able to hit. And if he doesn't hit it this year, you got to move on from the guy. But, man, the Jets wide receiver room, when you consider, like, Berrios and Mims as, like, are bad. I shouldn't say bad. That's, that's a bad way to say that. They're not bad. But I would say as the uh, fourth and fifth receivers on our team, there's a point in time where those players would be the best wide receivers on our team. So just realize how drastically that's been. And it's not even the best receivers. Like, you're talking Uzama and Conklin. Like, those guys are receiving threats as well. Not to mention Brees Hall and Michael Carter. Like, Denzel Mims is probably like 7, 8, or 9 in the pecking order in terms of touches right now. And if that's your, like, backup receiver, and he has the ceiling of 4 you know, four, three speed, six foot three wide receiver. Like that's his ceiling. That is astronomical. That's absolutely where you want to be as a team. The jets are heading in the right direction. All right. Let's see if I can get my boy, Chris on the line. I'm going to cancel anyone else's phone call that tries to call in. Uh, so I can make sure I get to Chris, this guy, this cat brings the energy every time come on come on come on come on all right chris i'm calling you hello can hello. i get ah. my guys to stand up uh. and let me get everyone to say j-e-t-s jets 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 let's go oh dude that makes me oh, feel so dude, that good that makes me feel so good I'm getting a little feedback. Ryan! A little feedback. Ryan! <laughs> what did we do? What dimension did we walk into, my brother? I cannot believe this. I'm going WrestleMania on this time because that's the last time the Jets were good was when WrestleMania was a real thing. It's like The Undertaker came to our grave and brought us back to a culture-winning season. What is going on? Dude, it's been so Dude, it's long. Been so long. Ryan, I'm telling you, man, I I was, like, so scared the first two picks. Don't get me wrong, man. I love, I think Sauce Gardner was an amazing, like, ri like a, a, a gamble of anything. But I we all talked about the edge, and we all saw the wide receiver. It was a great pick, but we, we I was asking myself, why didn't we trade back at least? You know, why don't we get, you know, why don't we get J.J.? But then Joe Douglas pulls a magic trick and pulls a rabbit like nowhere. 
what is this world? I freaked out so much. And then to watch the clock keep going down, and we get one of the best. We get the top running back, and we even got a top tackle. Oh, my gosh. Bring him back the love from the island people. Get excited. Get your arms up. Let me see it all say J-E-T-S. Let's go! Ah, Chris, I love it, brother. Thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Sorry, dude. I wanted to hear some more, but, dude, I was getting a little bit of feedback, and I was not about that. Boys and girls, you get three minutes on the clock after three minutes. That's it! You're out of here! You're damn right. Chicken time. Boys and girls, if you want to get yourself on some limited edition... Jets Talk merch, got some sauce gear, only going to be around for a brief period of time. Call from Carson. Carson, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on, Ryan? How are we doing this afternoon? I'm doing good. I'm glad you were talking to me about Garrett Wilson because you were 100% right, my friend. I I told you I told you months in advance that Garrett Wilson was going to be a target at number ten. I told you, and now now we're going to reap the benefits because he's the best wide receiver in this draft. He runs every route. I'm telling you, he's going to be our star wide receiver. I, I, he is. I, but anyways, I gotta say, I gotta say, there was a caller earlier, mm-hmm. okay, and he asked why JJ was falling in the draft, okay, yep. and that got me thinking a little bit, okay. And I looked into it a little bit, mm-hmm. and there was multiple uh, uh, reporters from different teams and stuff that report to their teams. I think it was the Ravens, the Browns, the Cowboys, and the Bills reporters I looked at. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them said the same thing. They said the reason why, because they had Jermaine Johnson high up on their boards as well, apparently, from what I saw. Yep. And what they said was, is they don't view Jermaine Johnson as a prototypical edge. And the mm-hmm. reason why is because he has, like I said before the draft, he said he has underdeveloped uh, bend moves sure. uh, around the edge. So he's going to be your, your bull rusher off the, off the edge, really. And they view him more as a D-tackle. What do you think about that? I don't think I'd view him as a D-tackle. I, I think when you look at Jermaine either. Johnson, the, the, the way that a lot of people that I've sort of heard talk about him is he's a very well-rounded rusher. So it's not necessarily pure edge rush the way you're getting from Kayvon Thibodeau, the way you might get from like an Aiden Hutchinson or a Trayvon Walker, but you're getting a guy that's consistently that, you know, he's going to be able to stop the run. He's going to be able to rush off the edge. So you're getting someone that might be closer to like a Brian Thomas with higher upside. And that's That's okay. And, And I'm all right with getting that type of player at 26. Like now, if you, if you think that's the player you were trying to get at number 10, that that kind of sucks. And I would I was going to go with him at 10. I would have gone with him at 4 if they wanted an edge rusher. So like I I'm, don't see see for me, like mm-hmm. for me, JJ I, I love JJ as a talent. Sure. But I, I think with the to me in this draft there was five to six blue chip prospects in my mind. I, in yes. my mind there was uh Hutchinson Walker, there was Sauce, there was KT and Aquanu. Mm-hmm. I think and uh, um for a six, um, uh, Garrett Wilson. So I believe yep. those six, five to six, were kind of the blue chippers of this draft. Okay. Um, and I don't, and I didn't love JJ at ten. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was a little early for him. 
Sure. Um, and I, I just because he's not as complete as people think. I, like I said, if you're going to rush off the edge against uh, a, 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 a pro right tackle, um, I view him. You know what's a good comp for him? Actually, Boom! you're out of here. Carson, I will talk to you in the Instagram DMs. I hate ejecting people like that. We've been talking like nonstop. He's been, he's, he's one of the people that like, he's been in my ear about Garrett Wilson. And I was like, look, dude, I like Garrett Wilson. I would like to go receiver in the second round or trade up. I wanted to do the opposite of what happened. And I was wrong. I was a hundred percent wrong. there. Joe Douglas knows way more than I do. Call from Jonathan Madera. Keller. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, Rod? It's your boy, AZ Jet. How's it oh, going, my dude, it makes me feel good. I love hearing you call in. Talk to me. How are you feeling about this draft? Uh, just couldn't be happier. Just watching you guys the entire time on uh, the YouTube feed. It's absolutely mm -hmm. great. I think I even called out sick work one night. Just had to watch <laughs> day dude, two. I was just over it. Oh, dude. The, after day one, I don't know if I've had a bigger shit-eating grin on my face in, like, a very long time. I know, just absolutely amazing. I just heard a Jets fan call in a little bit ago and said mm -hmm. we had the second best draft behind oh, Baltimore. Dude, are you crazy? Killed me. Absolutely <laughs> not. It Baltimore, hurt me Baltimore Kansas City, yep. phenomenal draft. They had great drafts. Mm -hmm. We the best draft in Jets history just happened. Oh, Don't dude, tell I, me that anybody else had a better draft than we did. Yeah, and I completely agree. I can understand why people like the Baltimore draft. But they are in a completely different position than where the Jets are. The Jets got immediate impact players at positions of highly valuable, you know, slots that are going to start right away. Like you got your running back, your cornerback, your wide receiver, and your edge rusher 100%. all in one draft. Like I hundred percent love that. I like Baltimore's draft. I like uh, Linderbaum. I like Kyle Hamilton. I like Ojabo. I like you know a lot of the players that they wound up bringing in, and I think they had a great draft. But they, they didn't even That's get a not receiver, the draft the right? Jets they could have. They never got their top receiver they wanted. They did not. I think, they're I think they're going to run the ball. I think that's kind of the route they're looking to go. Tight end, run the ball, ball control, and like, I mean, maybe they'll get an explosive wide receiver at some point, but like, I... I like what the Ravens did for what their team is. I like what the Jets did for what the Jets needed to do. The Jets could not pick the players that the Ravens picked and have the same type of draft. Yeah, just one last thing, Ryan. We talked about being Cincinnati of this mm -hmm. year, and I honestly didn't believe that we could turn it around like it. Mm -hmm. We just did. We just did. And it just it stuffed his act to huck the ball around the field, but we're looking good and haven't felt as good about the Jets in a long time, my man. Dude, that's exactly what I'm feeling. Like, I feel like we might be able to be like the Bengals. Like, I'm not saying we're going Super Bowl, but I'm saying we can turn this around real quick. Football teams, more than any other type of sport, you can flip the script real fast. My only concern is that we have such a hard schedule and we're in such a stacked AFC that I'm, like, sort of being cautiously optimistic. Like, I just want to see, like, growth. I want to see in the hunt at the tail end of the season. That's my biggest like thing i want to see that would provide me uh excitement going into next year and I, as long as like zach wilson doesn't implode or anything like that but like yeah i think i think the jets are absolutely headed in the right direction couldn't agree more my man you're out of here i love the call az jets very much appreciated
I only cut you off because I enjoy the chicken. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have said, let you finish the thought there. Lima Bean drops in and says, is it a good thing we didn't wait for wide receiver in round two? Yes, it absolutely is. I was wrong. I was 100% wrong. There's guys that I do like in the second round. Like, for me, if you could flip the script, like, let's say we went uh, Sauce at four, Jermaine Johnson at 10, I would still have traded back into the first. If you could have gotten up where the Titans were, I would have taken Christian Watson. That would have been the, the player I would have targeted. Now, it would have been the wrong decision because the Jets made the right decision. They knew, Joe Douglas knew, Jermaine Johnson was going to slide a little bit. He didn't know he was going to be there at 26. He didn't think he was going to be there at 15. He thought there was going to be an opportunity for him to get an edge rusher in another capacity. But getting wide receiver one, getting cornerback one, getting edge rusher two, three, getting running back one, I'm very glad the Jets did not wait on wide receiver because there was a run. As soon as Drake London went at 8, you had Garrett Wilson at 10, trade up for uh, Chris Olave at number 11. You had a trade up for Jameson Williams at number 12. Jahan Dotson, not too far behind. And then you had Traylon Burks go before the 20 pick or so. I don't know. It was a 19. The Jets made the right decision, and they got our boy, Zach Wilson, the best possible playmakers at the positions of need that we needed. That is absolutely what we needed. Oh, man. What's going on, Chris? Call from... Chris from Florida. Chris, talk to me. How you feeling? Hey, do you have... You good? You don't I'm hear good. no feedback? I don't hear any feedback now. You're good. All righty. Sorry, man. I had you on speaker because I was just so excited. <laughs> all righty, all right. man. I'm... I, I got. I took. I took my shots of my. I took some Hennessy shots. I took some tequila shots. I am so chill, bro. Oh my gosh, Ryan, this was an amazing draft, dude. And in Joe Douglas, we trust. I like I said in the beginning. I was so scared how the draft went because I really wanted that edge. And then I thought with having picked Sauce Gardner, I said we're going to double down on defense. So number ten was going to be the edge. And he went offense, mm -hmm. and I was just, I was just thinking we're gonna sit back here because there's no way that JJ, a top five pick of edge rushers, mm -hmm. he was a top five at least for me. So I didn't think JJ, who I really wanted, was gonna go far that down. And then seeing who the Jacks had picked in their first with their first pick, mm -hmm. I was like, it's not gonna happen. And then again, man, I just could not be more happy how Joe Douglas handled this. This relationship between our coach mm -hmm. and our GM is one of a kind, man. You you gotta tell me, like, you gotta tell me what what is gonna happen this season, dude. I'm so excited when you see Joe Douglas and you see Robert Sala like palling around and smiling and hugging and jumping up and down. Like, this is what I wanted out of uh, out of a regime. Like, we have adults in the room. We have guys that motivate players. We have guys that pick the right players. And it's been so, so, so long since we've had that. And I just hope that we're not irrational if, you know, maybe something happens and, and Zach doesn't perform the way we, we all hope he does. I, I would be so upset if we wound up moving on from Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. Like, I think they are the two best tandem uh, 
front office guys that we've ever had. I shouldn't. I, shouldn't I have say to agree had, with you, but like definitely since I've been watching, like like Belichick I, and Parcells is like the last time you had a coach like these guys and a GM like these guys. I agree, man. Like I feel like the situation is because let's still look at the cap space that we have. Let's see how amazing much money we have. If say Zach Wilson who is going in his second year, cannot progress, which I don't believe that at all right now because of the relationship he's built and the way he finished last season. But what they're really looking forward to is the fact that if Zach Wilson couldn't perform, look at this team we've built around right now for both offensive, defensive, fresh blood. They could go out the next following season and say, hey, we've got the cast face. Let's go get us a number one guaranteed quarterback. Let's go buy ourselves a really good quarterback that's gonna that doesn't want to be with a losing team, and we can give them a winning culture. This is unbelievable, man. I am so happy. Let's freaking go, J E T S all day, man. Love you. Love the fan base. I hope I can start my YouTube channel. That was my announcement for today. I'm hoping to start a YouTube channel to show people the love and keep spreading on this wild, crazy fire for everybody, man. Let's go. Let's go, brother. Thank you so much, Chris from Florida. You have been ejected. Ah. Jake Asman was in the chat. He is in the chat. My dude, I got to get you on soon. I want to hear all your thoughts. Call from Kabir Karani. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, Ryan? How are you? I am feeling oh so great. This is probably the best I've ever felt as a Jets fan, definitely since 2010. Like, we're talking like 12 years. Like, this is way <laughs> too long to feel this good. No, it feels so good. Like, I watched, I think the first video I ever watched of yours was, like, Jets hiring Greg Williams. Oh. And, <laughs> and and then I stopped watching the Jets in, in, in total after, like, two years. And I stopped watching you, and I come back, I see you have this crazy setup now. Like, mm-hmm. you're 400 people in the live stream. It's crazy. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate it. I remember doing that Greg's, the, the Greg Williams stream. and I, Or not even a stream. It was a video. Because I think I had, yeah. I'm pretty sure I had money falling down from Greg Williams and like how uh, yeah. Sean uh, Payton gave up some money to give it to Greg Williams. Like, I was a big fan <laughs> of Greg Williams. I was yeah. not a big fan of Adam Gase. <laughs> and oh, you yeah. so no. But dude, I, yeah. I'm very, very happy with the direction of this team. I'm very happy with the direction of the channel and the, 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 the family that we have made in this yeah, Jet YouTube dope. community. Uh, I love the live streams. Monday, Tuesday, Matt, and uh, Green Beans, great. Dude, fun. It's fantastic. I want to hear from you. What is your favorite draft pick, or how? What was your favorite moment of the draft? Um, I think my favorite moment of the draft was honestly Sauce Gardner, just because like that guy looks like an animal. I saw him in the combine; he's a freak athlete. I was like, now we have our star cornerback that we haven't had in so freaking long, you know. Dude, there's something that that just sits near and dear to me, and I think it happens with a lot of Jet fans because of Darrell Rivas, because of Antonio Cromartie. Like, I want a good corner. But I also want a guy that's all about ball and all about improving his game and the team. And I'll tell oh, you yeah. what, Sauce, more than KT, is a statement pick. I would have been concerned with a KT selection. I would have been excited because he's got the edge rush moves, and I do like him. But, dude, there's something about Sauce that just lets me believe, like, this guy is going to make the right moves, and he's going to make everyone around him better because of his work ethic and his mentality. Yeah. Before I get quick kicked, uh, mm-hmm. 
What are we going to do with Brees Hall and uh, the other running back we have? I, I don't know. I've been trying to figure it out. What, what scheme are we running? So I think we're absolutely going to use the running back by committee. I think Brees Hall is going to get about 50% of the carries. I think Michael Carter is going to get about 35% of the carries. And I think 15% is going to be that, like, Tevin Coleman slash whatever other running backs we have on our roster. Um, And the best part about that is Brees is a three-down back. So we are actually protecting him from himself by having him in a running back by committee. So he's going to be fresher, longer for games, and fresher, deeper into games. I love yeah. it. I think it's the right move. I think it was absolutely great. It, it surprised me. I'm not going to lie. I was not thinking running back in the second round. Yeah, I was thinking third. Yeah, dude, I was shocked. Yeah. I wanted N'Kobe Dean. Look, I was wrong. Yeah. N'Kobe Dean with the injuries, much rather have yeah. Brees Hall. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You have been from the cockpit. Jake Asman. I saw your comments. We're absolutely going to get together. I was wrong. I, didn't, I shouldn't say I was wrong, but I did not send you the text that you asked me to send you for the next day, and it's funny. I told Greenman and Matt. I was like, I forgot to text Jake. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, he's busy. I'll catch him after uh, after the draft, and I can talk to you one-on-one. We'll get all the, all the insight. Who we got? Call from. Oh, it doesn't want to say his name. Press I see one. How it is. Welcome to the cockpit. Ryan, what's going on, man? I'm hanging in there. Where are you calling from, brother? Oh, uh, from Charlotte. Oh, I love it. How are you feeling? Oh, man. Excited. Excited. <laughs> and uh, I want to know if you agree with me on this point I have sure. about the Jets. Okay. I believe that um, next year we... We'll be adding our final pieces to our rebuild and should be looking to a a division and maybe a Super Bowl run after next year. So I am hoping that's the direction it winds up going. I do think if Zach Wilson can show the steps that Josh Allen made in year two to year three, like if that's the, like a combination of those two years, I think we are going to be in prime position. If Zach Wilson can show, hey, look, this guy is legit. He's got the talent. We have the head coach. There are great players in place. We are going to attract a ton of free agent talent, and it's going to be like the Bengals this year, but with, you know, the Jets are going to be able to pull in more people than I think the Bengals would because it's just the location. I think if you wind up winning in New York, like the way the Jets were in 2009, 2010, I've never seen a city buzz so much in, like, ever since being a Jet fan, and now that you see, like, the Jets have a good draft, this is the closest I've seen since 2010. I agree, and multiple combos, too, that we met, we, at least I haven't seen in my time, and we're about, of course, the same age, I'm, uh, you know, 37, mm-hmm. but, I mean, the combo of Wilson and Wilson and Elijah Moore and Brees Hall and Carter in the backfield is Dude, I can't wait to see how Michael Floor plays with all these little chess pieces he has and moves them all over the map. Like, I'm really looking forward to everything about this upcoming season. How do you see Michael Floor growing this year? I know uh, people talk about Salah growing this year. Mm -hmm. What about Michael Floor? I'm really interested in that. 
So I really think they're going to keep LaFleur up in the booth. I think Flacco is going to be down on the sideline with Zach, and I think uh, Zach's quarterback coach is going to kind of come back for the season and be there with him as well, help him along those lines. Um, I think LaFleur... So play calling, I think you're going to see a lot of 12 personnel. I think you're going to see the two tight end sets, and I think you're going to see a lot of running and play action. That's what they wanted to do early on that they were not able to do because the offensive line had not gelled. The, uh, you know, Zach was not really making the right reads and, and just being a rookie, and it took some time to gel. And once Mekhi Becton went down and things kind of shifted, it just kind of had to evolve the offense. And I do think that the that LaFleur will play more to where they wanted to go as opposed to where they ended up going. And I think you're going to see a better game plan with the play action, with the heavy run schemes, with the tight ends than you saw all of this past year. But, brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. We've got 12 minutes left in this call-in show. You guys keep letting me know. I want to hear what you're talking about. If you want to get yourself some limited edition... Uh, Jets Talk merch, the sauce, big apple sauce. You got wide receiver covered in sauce, and then, you know, just the sauce splat uh, down there. So if you want to get into it, limited edition, going to be going away. Who we got? Call from Kevin. Kevin, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, how are you? Hey, listen, what a great draft, but. Uh, I, I think, you know, looking at this season, moving ahead, mm-hmm. we really, really got to be focused on winning football games. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to hear from coach Sala that takes three years. You know, I want to, I want to start winning football games. I'm not saying we have to win a shoot bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm saying we have to go to playoffs, but I really want that aggressive approach they took mm-hmm. in the draft translated to the coaching staff. And, you know, this, this talk about just getting better. Mm-hmm. No, no, let's go win. Let's go compete for a playoff spot. They got an improved offensive line. They've got weapons on the receiver. Mm-hmm. They spent a lot of money on the defensive backs. Mm-hmm. I think seven wins is a minimum for this team. And um, I, I just really hope that this success, all this good feelings we're having now, mm-hmm. translate to wins in the fall. You are preaching to the choir because that's kind of where I'm at. Seven wins is where I feel the bar should be set. Anything below seven wins is going to be a disappointment for me. And I really think that you need to focus on wins. And I think that's why the Jets were so aggressive with wide receiver, cornerback, edge rusher, running back. Like Those are the positions that are going to be immediate impact players based on the players and where they were taken in the draft. Um, and I think you're going to see... a a it, There's going to be a little bit of a lag period. Like I think Sauce and I think Wilson are probably going to take a little bit of time to, to really gel. You're going to rely more on the running game. Brees Hall is going to be the impact rookie for this year. I think you're going to hopefully see an improved Carl Lawson. And I think where you're going to see some kind of stumbling is with the, the connection to Garrett Wilson. I think you're going to see the, the issues with, you know, learning the secondary with a lot of these, these guys. DJ Reed's new. Whitehead's new. Sauce is new. Joiner, for all intents and purposes, is new. So it's it, there's a lot of, like, what if and I'm okay with losing games because of being inexperienced and young, but I don't want to lose games when you have the talent and you're able to like, I, I, I don't know. I, I want to see wins. And I want to see in the hunt. That's my, that's my big thing. As long as I see the step forward and I see Zach Wilson progressing, then I think 2023 is really where you're going to really make the strong push. But they, they, we're almost playing with house money this year. I, and I don't want to say that 
entirely, but I just want to sit back and watch what this team could do because I think it's drastically different yeah. from where we had to play last year after the injuries. Absolutely. And, and but one last thing is like, and also no more blowouts, no more 54 yes, to 10 games, 100%. none of that. Listen, I can take a couple loss. I, I can take losses, but we got to be in these games. We improved our roster. Let's go. Go Jets, baby. I'm pumped up. Dude, I love it. I'm right there with you. I do not want to see any more blowouts. I'm absolutely sick of getting like 50 to 13 or we have garbage time at the end of a game where it's like, okay, the Jets are, they lost 20 to 17, but we scored a touchdown in the final three seconds when the entire defense was letting us run the ball on them. Like I want to see competitive football and I want to see competent football the entire season. I want to see in the hunt for that, uh, you know, for 17 games. I don't want to see the team give up at all. I don't think they will. I think we have the right GM, the right head coach, and the right players in the mix. There's a reason why we were going with so many captains. Love it. Call from... JT. JT, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Ryan, holy shit. Part of my language, <laughs> but dude, what a draft. Oh, man. Dude, I have not felt this good in, like, 12 years. This is by far the best I've felt as a Jet fan. Dude, I was in a Discord call with my friends when we traded up for Jermaine. Well, I, was, I had you guys on, and I was in a Discord call with buddies. Mm -hmm. Dude, I ran into my room just to scream my freaking head <laughs> off, dude, when we drafted Johnson, dude. I texted my dad. I was like, it's got to be Johnson. got to be Johnson. got to be Johnson. Oh. Jermaine Johnson. I'm like, oh, my God. Dude, I was just hoping, I was praying, like, as much as I would have been fine with Carl Loftus, like, I really like Johnson, and to see it all kind of fall into place was just, oh, it was oh so special. Oh, dude, and then Brees, I didn't do too much research, I didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of research, yep. kind of listen to you, Matt, and Greenbean. Sure. But, dude, I watched Brees' highlights today, dude is a monster. I didn't realize he had, like, over 50 touchdowns in three years. Like, over a 1,000 all-purpose yards and at least two of them. Like, he had over a 1,000 all-purpose yards deep. in all three years. He had 1,700 yards the last two. 1,700 yards the last two and 1,100 the, like his freshman year. Dude had 23 touchdowns, dude. 23 touchdowns, and 10 touchdowns his freshman year. Like, incredible. Dude, absolutely ridiculous, dude. I think I think we're on the right path, man. I mean, mm -hmm. I think our line's good. I I. Maybe like the linebacker safety area, we can use a little help. But besides that, man, I think we're really headed in the right direction. A bunch of young talent, mm -hmm. good talent, top tier talent, dude. I think we're I think we're on our way. What makes Something me feel good. really good is you, you see the chemistry between the players, and that means a lot. Like Braxton Barrios coming back for less money. Zach dude, Wilson, that's huge. Oh, dude, Zach Wilson getting on the same page with his receivers. Like, hey, we're meeting up. We're gonna throw some passes right now. Elijah Moore and oh, Michael dude, Carter, the, the buddy-buddy system they got going on, combined with the way this draft class is going to add to that, this is the chemistry you oh, want dude. for a young team. Insane. And little, like, silly chemistry that I think mm -hmm. can have an impact and, like, a good impact. Wilson, Wilson, Carter, Carter, Bryce Hall, Brees Hall, <laughs> uh, Quincy Williams. Dude, Johnson we're like Johnson. Bryce Hall, Bryce Hall. Johnson and Johnson, right, dude. Right. Like, like it's insane, dude. Like, I think, I think all that, like, and just actual like chemistry, like the way the team's been building, dude. Oh my god, 
It's it's something that we've been waiting for for a long time, and we're waiting for the rebuild. It's been one of those things where it's like, okay, we've been rebuilding since just before we got Sam, and then we were rebuilding right. once we got Sam, and then oh, Sam's not the guy. Now we got to rebuild around Zach, and it's like, man, this is taking forever. And like Jet fans don't deserve this. We have been loyal for so long. We deserve some winning, and I think that's where we're headed with Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. Dealt with so much. To, is the chicken coming, man? You got six seconds. <laughs> six seconds? Oh, man. I wanted to get the chicken, man. It's okay. Enjoy right your now. night, guys. Oh, you're out of here. He said he wanted the chicken. He got the chicken. Uh, boys and girls, we got four minutes. Let's get another call in here. Who we got? Call from Blake. Blake, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. It was going on. Was going on. Uh, How are you I'm feeling? I'm so excited. Oh, I'm dude! So excited. Talk I'm to so me. So excited. This was the best draft I've seen. Our team has done, and it has me excited because you know Joe Douglas. He can see that I was always plotting and planning with all the you know accumulating, you know the draft pieces and all that. Joe Douglas is the man. Like he is the man. But um I think the main point is like we need to improve uh next year even within within our conference. Sure. I don't want us to lose twice to the Pats, lose mm-hmm. twice to the Dolphins, lose twice to the Bills at least. Mm-hmm. We split a series with the Pats yeah. and the Dolphins and and have one competitive game like, even even if we even if we lose both mm-hmm. games with the Bills, at least each game is competitive. I, I have a feeling mm-hmm. that's gonna happen. I believe in Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just excited. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm right there with you. I wanna see competitive football within our division. We haven't won a division game in like two years. So going against the Pats, going against the Dolphins, I think we can split those games easily, and I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that you could sweep one of those two teams i think we could be competitive against buffalo they clearly are one of the best teams in the afc so i i'm not going to be beat up if we lose against them i just don't want to see blowouts like the last caller said like i do not want to get blown out in any games yeah likewise man i mean like i I don't want no more games like thursday night football Mm. at indianapolis that was a nightmare to me that that Dude, it started off so good because it was like, oh, Mike White drove down the field, scored a touchdown to Elijah Moore. Like, this is fantastic. And they're like, oh, Jermaine jo- or uh, Josh Johnson is in. I was like, what? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> caught yeah, me off guard. Totally caught, caught me off guard. And we had so many blowouts. So I, I think this year, no more blowouts. Mm-hmm. Competitive football, mm-hmm. you know. I want I want the Jets to be that team again that everyone's like feared to play. Like they're like, mm-hmm. oh snap, we're playing the Jets next week with that defense and mm-hmm. the running game and Zach Wilson. You know, that's exactly where I want to be. I want someone to look at our team. The way this entire league has looked at us the last few days, where they're like, the Jets just got a lot better. I want them to look at us and I want to strike fear in the hearts of them. I want them to be like, yo, we got to guard these receivers. We got to guard these running backs. These tight ends, exactly. this defense, Sauce, Jermaine Johnson, these guys are bearing down on us. We got guys that we have to worry about on the New York Jets. And that's the great thing. We have so much depth. Like mm-hmm. that, oh my God. The depth is just tight end, mm-hmm. running back, wide receiver. Like Zach Wilson has. Boom! You have been injected. You're out of here. From the cockpit. Brother, I appreciate the call. 
and I appreciate all you guys hanging out there and chilling with us. Steven dropped in with a super chat. Thank you, Steve. He says, saw a sauce, uh, just saw sauce in an interview on NFL Network where sauce called who he said is his favorite, Jalen Ramsey. He called to tell him what he saw on tape to help Ramsey. What a confident guy. Let's go. Sauce, I, so I'm, I'm going to have to look up this video because I'm curious to see what happens. But I really like Sauce Gardner. There's a swagger that you need to have if you're a wide receiver, if you're an edge rusher, if you're a cornerback. Those are like the three positions that I kind of consider like you got to have a little bit of that it factor because you have to be like a dog. And there was a little bit of that with with uh, KT. There was a little bit of that with, with some of the wide receivers in this class. But Sauce, to me, he's got a swagger about him. He's got a work ethic about him. He's got the... the you know, all the intangibles, the height, six foot three, those kind of corners don't grow on trees. And you're able to put him in a Richard Sherman-esque role and allow him to intercept the ball. Like he's going to be bigger than a lot of the receivers he ends up going against. Like I know, you know, you, you get those big guys that are six foot five and that'll happen, but a six foot three cornerback going against someone like that is so drastically different than having like a 5'11", 5'10", cornerback that just can't quite reach those balls. Like, I'm not exactly sure what Sauce Gardner jumped in his, his uh, you know, vertical leap, but the way you watch him jump, even Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's the same kind of way. Garrett Wilson's only 5'11". He's jumping, like, stupid high in the air where it doesn't matter about his height. He's going to be able to high point the ball. So I'm really excited for everything that's going on, and having him look up to Jalen Ramsey, 100% a great move. I just hope he looks up to uh, Darrell Revis, too, because you gotta got to throw a little bit of credit our way. Boys and girls, we have 330 people in this chat. Hit that like button on your way out at the end of this stream. And if you want to catch some limited edition merch, I got the big apple sauce, wide receiver covered in sauce, and the sauce shirt down below. All you got to do is go to jetstalk.com and uh, pick yourself up some swag because it's going to be gone before you know it. But boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you tonight. I love hearing your opinions on everything New York Jets draft. I'm going to be live tomorrow with Greenbean, O'Leary, and myself for the Talking Jets panel, closing out the, the NFL draft. We're going to put a little bow on it. This is Jets Talk, signing off. J-E-T-S!